0: I forgot to bring my uh, my uh, piece of uh, styrofoam that David had, uh, or whoever had drawn that hand for me, but but you have it right here on this paper, and so uh, I suppose that wasn't a great uh, mishap on my part, but maybe I'll bring it some other time if we happen to do another sermon on this. Uh, so it's basically on the word, and uh, so I, ba- I wanna just go over these, um, uh, these five things, uh, the hand holding the Word and and the uh, different uh, aspects of studying the Word of God. Um, so the first one there is a hearing, and uh, the verses, uh, we'll look at these verses. In fact, I think it would be good for us to turn to each of these verses. Uh, they're not that unfamiliar, but um, just to look into the Word. And so Romans ten seventeen. So you might turn to that one. Uh, Romans 10, 7, 10, 17, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And uh, I'm trying to think if it's something. Uh, yes, back in 14, uh, how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they hear except they, and how shall they preach except they be sent? And, and so the power of the word of God, it, It's the, the, the truth here. Um. The um, And so that's why organizations over the last, well, actually more than the last couple centuries, I think, in the history of the church, uh, you move into an area where people have never heard anything about the gospel, about Jesus Christ, about, yes, the, God's plan, uh, the whole history. And so you translate the word into their language. You know, how can they believe if they've never heard, if they've, if, if they've never heard these things? And so that's what it says. Uh, then faith cometh by hearing, so you hear it. It gives you a chance to understand. Uh, so, and getting the word. to See, what's the name of the um, the newer organization up there at um, in, in Pennsylvania, Penn State? Um, it's kind of where they are. That's that's into Bible translation. What's the name? What. All, yeah, all nations Bible translation. And so there, they have people take classes to kind of learn about translation, learn about the original languages, learn about cultural, uh, the adaptation and so on. And so they have people in a couple different places. That's a very long-term thing, preparation, but it's getting the Bible into people's languages have never heard. And, well, anyway, just for whatever that's worth, that's, I mean, how can they hear? How can they, how can they, believe if they've never heard. And then um, another verse I wanted to go along with hearing, it was James 1.21, James 1.21, you can turn to that. James 1.21, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Well that that has some uh some big words in it, and uh so I looked uh looked at some other renderings of it. The Bible in basic English put it this way For this reason, putting away all dirty behavior and the overweight of evil, take into your souls without pride the word which being planted there is able to give you salvation. Uh, that's maybe a little bit freer translation, um, although I think Bible in basic English tries to stick to the original. Uh, the 20th century New Testament said it this way, Therefore, having done, having done with all filthiness and whatever wickedness still remains, and in an humble spirit receive the message which has been planted in your hearts and is able to save your souls. And that made me think, uh, You know, it says, which is able to save your souls. Now, is the word what saves our souls? Yeah. Jesus is the word. Okay, and John 1 1, the beginning was the word. Jesus is the word. Okay, is it Jesus that saves us? Or? What else? Okay, um, I was thinking about the role of the Holy Spirit. He's got a part in it too, but then it's all the Trinity. It's, it's all the same, but then, of course, the Word. Okay, Jesus, the Word, is part of the Trinity, but this, this, is just, this is just a book. It's just got words in it. I mean, you know, language. So does it save us? And it says here, which is able to save your souls. But then that's what Romans says. How can you believe if you haven't heard? So this teaches, This gives us the, uh, the knowledge. This gives us the knowledge that we, we need to know uh, that we can act on. But then just reading the Word isn't going to save us. We have to—God moves on us by his Spirit. Uh, we receive—it's like, <laughs> uh, like Thursday I, I went to Salvation Army and I got— um, they, they have a table out where you can go in any time when they're open. They have a table where you can anybody can go in and just get stuff off the table. And people bring in extra produce. Sometimes they have tubs of taters or squash or I don't know, whatever. But anyway, so I got two dozen apples, and I took them over to Rose's. And... Uh, AND uh, THERE WEREN'T TOO MANY PEOPLE THERE. I THINK ONE OF THE CHURCHES DOES A MEAL ON THURSDAY, AND SO MAYBE IT'S NOT THE BEST TIME TO GO. THERE WERE JUST A COUPLE THERE. That SOME OF YOU MIGHT REMEMBER THAT WHEN THE COURSE WAS HERE THAT EVENING, the, THE COUPLE THAT CAME WITH ME, THE MAN AND WOMAN, I SHOULD SAY, HE WAS THERE. AND uh, HE EMPHASIZED TO ME THAT WE'RE BROTHERS. WE'RE BROTHERS. AND um, I SAID, YEAH, WE'RE ALL ONE BLOOD IN JESUS CHRIST. And um, I forget what else I said, but I was thinking on that. And, uh, oh, I did tell him this. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Those are the ones that are the sons of God. Um, And so uh, we're all part of the human race, but we're not all brothers in Christ. Only those who have received Jesus Christ and become his children are brothers and so uh, uh but anyway the, the God okay, and then a little bit more I was thinking about along this uh, you know, like I say, it got me to thinking, whatever however my mind runs, but I was thinking about in second Timothy, where it said um about Timothy, I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded in thee also Timothy had some teaching. Timothy had some teaching. And it was the teaching was the facts, the word and it and uh, he's and paul says i am I'm, I'm convinced that you know you absorbed that teaching, you took it in, you you received it, you accepted it. but then we have uh, later on continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus." So I thought that pretty well said it. The, the, the scriptures gave him the wisdom, the knowledge uh, that he needed to respond in faith to Jesus Christ and uh, you know to try and say okay oh well James says you're saved by the word but no someplace else says you're saved by the work of the spirit someplace else says you're saved by Christ and so you start arguing about this stuff and, and then 1st Timothy I think it's 1st Timothy uh, says uh, uh, is that the verse uh, um, no it's, it's in Titus the verse I'm trying to think of it says um, Avoid foolish questions and contentions and strivings. So people sometimes want to argue about some of these details, and it really doesn't amount to much. But there is a way through, to, um, to 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 put all the scripture together. Well, let's move on. The second finger there, uh, moving, I think maybe a progression of intensity as far as absorbing the word. The second finger is reading, and so that says Revelation one three. Uh, I think first we'll go to 1 Timothy 4.13. 1 Timothy 4.13. Of course, Timothy, Paul's writing to Timothy, the older church seasoned church leader, writing to the younger uh, church leader. He says, till I come give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Or again, uh, the uh, 20th century New Testament said it this way, till I come, apply yourself to public reading, preaching, and teaching. And we uh, don't identify with that quite as much because um, our Bibles don't cost us a year's wages. Um, The only Bibles they had in that time were the hand-copied ones, and not everybody had them, so the public reading of Scripture was much more... um, would you say important or essential or whatever? Uh, I think it's still important to go to the Word, uh, even in our public reading. Uh, but we do have much more access to it. Uh, but read the Word. Read the Word. That's the um, the admonition there. Although this is specifically talking about public reading. Then Revelation one three also is another familiar verse. But we'll just look at that one also. Um, Revelation 1, 3, blessed is he that readeth and they that hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written therein for the time is at hand. So we have a good uh, Trent uh, three things there too, read, hear, and keep. Then study, study the word. Second Timothy 2 Timothy 2.15. Can anybody quote that one? I'm sure somebody knows it. Study? A workman? Rightly. Okay, now isn't that a little song Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Okay, let's see if we can do that. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word I'm tempted to see if we can sing that in rounds. (laughs) Let me see here. How would we do this? It would be from Joe back to Wesley and then from Dave back around to the the last bench of the young ladies here and then one, two, and uh, four benches up here. Um, Let me see which one of the ladies. Who can start that? Um, Carol, you'll you'll start it. Okay, so we'll sing. Joe starts, and then Dave comes in, and then the ladies share with Carol. Okay, Joe. Uh, you show Simple, but a little something different. And these little songs, they have truth to them too. So I, I like children's songs. Okay. Uh, Acts 1711. Uh, I wonder if somebody can give that one by heart. Acts 1711. These were more noble. Can anybody give that one? These were more noble than those in Thessalonica, and that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the Scriptures daily whether those things were so. So, uh, in Paul's missionary journeys, there, you know, a couple of times he got run out of town, but when he got to the Bereans, and that's why you have these churches named Berea and schools named Berea and so on, because the Bereans searched the word. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica. And Thessalonica was that where he got run out. But anyway, in that they received the word. They received the word. Now, this is interesting to me. They received the word with all readiness of mind. They, they, They accepted it. But they didn't just swallow hook, line, and sinker. Now, we read the word we're supposed to, yeah, accept it. But when they heard the preaching, when they heard Paul preaching, even Paul, they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. They checked it out. They checked out what that preacher said by the word, and that is a good thing to do. I mean, you can check me out, too, uh, because, you know, I'm just human. But whether wherever you hear preaching or, or reading or whatever, you check it by the word. Uh, and they received the word with all readiness of mind the idea of there is the idea there is alacrity they, they there's there's uh, you know they they were into it and then they they search the scriptures and the the idea of that word is they scrutinized it they investigated they 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 they, they, they Yeah, they measured, they really looked, uh, compared what Paul said with what they had, which was the Old Testament. Of course, Paul was using the Old Testament to show the transition to the new covenant, Jesus Christ. Okay, the uh, third, the fourth one, the fourth one is memorize. Memorize, and um, actually, I did not have the, uh, yeah, I do, I have the verses there that they, that they uh, used, uh, except I wanted to go to another one first. Let's go to Deuteronomy 11, Deuteronomy 11, verse 18. Therefore shall ye lay up these my words in your heart and in your soul and bind them for a sign upon your hand that they may be as frontless between your eyes." And you may have seen those things already or pictures of it or sometimes people have the actual things or semblances of them, um, the, that they had something up here, uh, you know, with a, a little something they wore with a Bible verse in it or something. Uh, I forget about the ones on the hands, uh, and, and maybe that physical um, reminder was good. But, but the first part of the verse actually is, is um, the essential part, uh, and I like that. It, you know, it wasn't just the, the those outward uh, symbolism, but it says, Lay up these words in your heart and in your soul. Not just wear it here or on your arm, but you have it in your heart and in your soul. And um, so we're talking about memorizing. Now, let's just, while we're at it, let's go back to chapter 6. These verses are familiar here too. These words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And that just can't be overemphasized because so often we have the word in our head Fact, i was t- I was talking to my friend uh, Christopher negie uh, maybe a year or so ago about his studies at the seminary and uh, I think he mentioned that where it maybe it maybe is up here but it needs to get down to here I think he just actually made that motion and uh, uh it's 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 it, there's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with having a uh, A grasp of of of, of doctrine, uh, uh, Bible literacy. There's nothing wrong with Bible literacy, but it it it, it can't stop there. It's got it's got it's got to be in here. It's got to be in here. So these words, of course, the verse before is about loving the Lord with all your heart, soul, and might. But these words which I command you this day shall be in that heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. Shalt talk of them when thou settest on thine house, when thou walkest by the way, when thou liest down, when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, they shall be as frontless between thine eyes. And that verse is, talks about, you know, um, teach them diligently, talking when you sit and when you walk and when you lie down and when you rise up. And it's not, it's not that you have to, be expounding scripture all day long, but it's, you're living it out and as you have opportunity, you're sharing it. In fact, in fact, if, if you have, well, if you have to be kind of artificial about it or um, I don't know what other word I want. It's when it's just natural. It's just a natural part of you. It's just a natural part of your life. It just comes out that way. That's what teaches your children. Okay, the other verse is um, Psalm 119, 9 and 11. And again, can somebody give that? Psalm 119, 9 is wherewithal. Who can quote that one? Yes, by taking heed thereto according to thy word. And then uh, verse 11 in Psalm 119 is, thy word, we can quote that one. Thy word have I headed mine heart that I might not sin against thee. See, I'm thinking about that song. Thou word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path, all the way to God. How's that go? To me from sin and to me the heavenly way. Thy word have I hid in my heart. That's the chorus. Let's sing that. Dave, can you start that out? A word have I hid in my heart That I might not sin against thee Sin, that I might not sin, thy word have I in my heart. And I wouldn't say that that's an absolute guarantee. It's not, okay, it's not like it's a a magic potion against sin. But it goes a long way. You have the word in your heart, you memorize scripture, and the Holy Spirit uses that to bring those scriptures to your mind. Okay, um, then meditate. That's the thumb, and you know, is anybody here? Nobody here's lost their thumb, have they? If you're without your thumb, you're really handicapped. y you, you. And see, in fact, well, I don't want to get into that, but supposedly the primates, you know, we got this thumb, and I don't know, so maybe the other thumb. The, but anyway, it's kind of a unique thing. We we can do really a lot with our with our hand and we got that thumb and it just gives a lot more versatility. It it makes it so much more useful all around. And so meditating on the word is is so key. Meditating on the word is as key to to grasping the word as your thumb is to your hand. And uh so the verses here okay, I have another one. Joshua one eight. Joshua one eight. Yeah, you can turn to that, but That was part of this scripture memory thing I did many years ago. And so, Joshua 1.8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. For then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. I like that verse. For Well, I like it for various reasons, but one reason I like it is because it's the only verse in the King James that has the word success in it. People like to be a success, you know. And this is the only verse in the King James that has the word success in it. <laughs> so if you want to be a success, Joshua 1 eight tells you how. Okay, and then Psalm 1. Is that the one that's here? Yes, yeah, Psalm 1, 2, and 3. And it has 2 and 3, but the first verse of Psalm 1 is... Um, Somewhat the contrast, the opposite, and so maybe we just consider that one too. Um, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor setteth in the seat of the scornful. And there's a progression there. He walk, walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, so he's listening He's listening to this talk. It's not profitable. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. So he's standing with them. Nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. That's Well, we were talking about rebellion in our lesson this morning. That's kind of where that is. So, person listens to what's unprofitable. And then if you progress from listening to acting on it, and then you end up being if it goes far enough, you end up scorning the truth. You make fun of it. You can, you can be hardcore against it. It's that progression. But his delight, okay, the opposite. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And his law does he meditate day and night. Meditate, meditate, meditate. Yeah, Meditation. I have a little book on meditation. I ought to get it out and read it again, just see what all it says. But it's a lost art. We live in such a fast-paced world, we don't have time to meditate. Just stop and meditate and think what it's saying. And so the person that does that is like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. And that's talking about spiritual prosperity. A tree that's by a river, it can be pretty dry around. And that tree can still flourish. And so if we're, if we're hearing and reading and studying and memorizing and meditating on the word, things can be pretty difficult around us. We can, we can, life life's not going, when life's not going hunky-dory and we're having difficulty, whether it's, whether it's, illnesses whether it's financial uh, difficulties or maybe even um, emotional uh, relationship things whatever but you know if we're the word can keep us nourished the word can keep us nourished it, 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 and there's no guarantee whatsoever that just because you're a Bible student and you're really into the Word and you love the Word and you love the Lord and so on, that life's going to be a coast. In fact, it's not going to be that way. Jesus told us that. It's just not going to be that way. But we do have the resources. I'd like to do one more thing yet. It's not on here in a, in a sense. It isn't. Um, well, yes, it is on the hand down there. Okay. Yeah, I found that someplace else too, the, the bottom hand. It's got these verses, and, and notice how it says um, hearing is 10% retention up to meditating is 100%. Well, that's just kind of their progression around the hand. But then in the middle, in the palm of the hand, they have applying the word, and that's James one twenty two, And we know that one also, but uh, it's good to remind ourselves be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. It's a lot of people know what the word says and don't do it. There's people who know the Word so well that they can tell you when you're not doing it. They might not be doing it either, but they can tell you when you're not doing it. Or they can tell you when your, your church or your system or whatever doesn't measure up to what the Scripture says. The challenge for us is to do it. Do it. Be doers of the Word and not hearers only. Because it ends up in deception. People, people read through their Bible three times in a year. You know, they think they're pretty holy. <clears throat> That's not going to cut it. you got to do it. And, of course, Jesus, what he said at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. What I'm thinking about is um, the the completeness of our of our um, spiritual life. Um, There was something said in Sunday school this morning. We were talking a little bit about how do we teach our children? How do we teach our children? How do we pass on the faith? How do we keep from drift? and uh and so and I think I mentioned this before too, and old people, they tell their stories over and over, but um uh, when I was like I don't know if I was twenty years old maybe and there was some church unrest and so on and i was talking to a friend an acquaintance and um and i told him i said well what boils down to me is is this the word of god or not and he said that's bibliolatry and uh, i thought I was pretty critical i mean i wasn't critical to his face but It kind of lowered my estimation of him. And I understand a little more now, after 50 more years, I understand a little bit more what he was saying. we just take this in a wooden way and think we've got it all put together. And and, and people react against the conservatives for that, um, to a certain extent, rightfully so. Um, We sang this song, and I think it's proper to sing it, Because I think it has a truth to it. But there's a song that says, beyond the sacred page, sacred page, beyond the sacred page, I seek thee, Lord. And there's no conflict between loving the word and loving the Lord. Because again, it's like it it says there in Romans and, and Paul to Timothy. This gives us an understanding. But then the spirit has to work in our heart. And we love the Lord Jesus Christ. And loving the Lord Jesus Christ does not decrease our love for the Word. But we can't just reading the Word and studying the Word. Uh, that's, uh, uh, so so the, the, the emphasis, the focus of the message this morning is being in the Word. Being in the Word, knowing the Word, but that, of course, is all a part of loving the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind and strength And, and loving Jesus Christ and having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It all fits together. It doesn't conflict. It all fits together. So love the Word, study the Word. Uh, and actually it's like it says in hebrews yeah i'm going to stop here now but it's like it says in hebrews the word of god is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even dividing asunder soul and spirit and joints and marrow and discern the thoughts and intents of the heart when we read the word it speaks to us god speaks to us through his word he's written to us so okay let's kneel for prayer